Okay, we're off to a good start. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining today's TR90 Weight Management Call. My name is Frank Lomas, and I'm your host today. Joining me from my home here in Lompoc, California, which is 54 miles north of San Barbara in California's beautiful Central Coast. My business background before joining NewSkin was a workaholic, workaholic mortgage broker and small business owner, and now I enjoy what I call my carpet commute, walking from one bedroom to another to grow my business. I competed in one in both bodybuilding and weightlifting in my youth, and I still stay active with calisthenics, walking and hiking and bike riding, and high-intensity weight training at age 68. Uh, these calls occur at 6.40 to 6.55 a.m. Pacific Time, Monday through Friday. To listen live, call in to 712-775-8972. Wait for the prompt and enter 910-022. Our panel does these calls to support your efforts with the AgeLock TR90 Weight Management Program. This program is based on three com program components clinically shown to help you look leaner and healthier in 90 days. The primary components are products, eating, and exercise. So check with your personal NewSkin representative or NewSkin product support for more details on the program. And, of course, check in, here, check in here each week for tips to help you stay connected. You can find the archive of the calls on soundcloud.com, S-O-U-N-D-C-L-O-U-D.com, or your favorite podcast app by generally by searching for either TR90 or my name, Frank Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, or Solutions for Anti-Aging, the number four, Solutions for Anti-Aging. Today's topic is, nope, that's not today's topic. I didn't, I didn't change that out, but today's topic is actually six unhealthy workout myths you need to stop believing, expert says. It was published uh, September 1st of this year by Alexa, Alexa Malardo, Alexa Malardo, M-E-L-L-A-R-D-O, and it originally appeared in Eat This, Not That. Six unhealthy workout myths you need to stop believing. Let's get through these here. Let's see. It's, oops, silence the background there. It's so easy to get caught up listening to what may or may not work for other individuals at the gym. But we spoke to an expert here today with some facts that you can listen to and learn from, along with the worst workout myths you need to stop believing right now. We chatted with with Dr. Mike Bohl, B-O-H-L, the Director of Medical Content and Education at Roe, and a certified personal trainer who reviews some of the most common myths when it comes to working out and, here, and, and are here to set things right. Dr. Bohl points out, there are many different ways to work out depending on your goal. Common goals include building muscle, losing weight, maintaining a baseline level of functionality, perfecting a specific type of athletic performance, and more. The best workout for you may not be the best workout for somebody else if you have different goals. Whether you're here to learn about burning fat or building a six-pack, we're going to share some interesting facts and bust out some myths. Bust some myths. Before we start, let's stress the most important component of working out is to identify what works best for you. And you should never hesitate to discuss any concerns or confusion with a personal trainer. In the meantime, read on to learn some interesting facts an unhealthy workout mess. Myth number one, you can spot train and lose weight in specific areas of your body. And I see guys doing this thing, they, just by doing 15 billion sit-ups, you're going to lose their huge, huge guts. And go, nah, I got to put down a fork. <laughs> Many individuals are believers in spot training, which is the ability to focus your weight loss on one or more specific parts of your body. And this is one of the super common workout myths. 
Dr. Bull provides an example saying, some people think doing an arm workout would increase arm fat or doing crunches would increase belly fat. But the way the body burns fat and turns into energy doesn't work this way. When you work out and burn calories, you lose fat from everywhere in your body, not just from the fat that's closest to the muscle you use. Myth number two. The fat burning zone is the best range in which to lose weight. Many cardio machines, you probably might notice this, many cardio machines have a setting dubbed the fat burning zone, which typically correlates to your heart rate range. Many individuals think that staying within this fat burning zone is the most productive way to drop excess weight, and losing weight is not as efficient as efficient when going higher than the zone. Dr. Bold sets things straight, revealing it's true that lower-intensity workouts burn at a higher relatively percentage of fat than high-intensity workouts. Higher-intensity workouts burn a higher percentage of fats and carbohydrates. But when it comes to a total number of calories burned over a period of time, you still burn more fat calories when working out at higher intensities. Lessons learned. So the more intensity you work out, the more likely you're going to burn calories. Kind of simple translation there, I believe. Myth number three: You'll get a six-pack. <laughs> you'll get a six-pack by doing sit-ups or crunches. Okay, sit-ups and crunches can definitely help sculpt and turn tone your ab, ab muscles. But a six-pack, where Dr. Bowles says that has more to do with the percentage of body fat you have. He explains while good ab work doesn't hurt. It's dieting and losing the layer of fat that sits over the abdominal muscles that are the best way to get visible abs. And you may have heard me say before that you can't flex fat. You, got, you just got to keep working out, and you lose the fat over your entire body is what happens there slowly. And you probably, a lot of people already probably have a six-pack. You just can't see the darn things. Myth number myth, – they're, they're hidden. <laughs> they're, in, they're in hibernation. Myth number four, working out is the best way to drop weight. It's no secret that sticking to a regular workout is an excellent way to stay fit, avoid disease, enhance cardiovascular disease, cardiovascular health, and torch more calories. But Dr. Bowl points out, when it comes to weight loss, the biggest impact hacks actually has to do with your diet, in other words, what you consume, then how, many, how much you exercise. Exercising does contribute to weight loss. And having more muscle mass also burns more calories. But being mindful of how many calories you're consuming matters more. It's the fork. It's the fork. It's the fork. <laughs> Myth number five, BMI is the top indicator of body composition. It's important to know that there are many different ways to estimate your body composition. For instance, for instance Dr. Bowles says you can try a body fat scale which runs an electrical current through your body, or skin-fold calipers, which pinch the skin in different parts of your body, hydrostatic weighing, which is a method of being weighed while you're underwater, and take circumference measurements of various parts of your body. Measuring body mass index, BMI, is one of the most popular. The benefit of using BMI to estimate body composition is that it's easy. BMI is calculated as a person's weight in kilograms divided by their height in meters squared. <laughs> he adds, BMI is also used in the medical field to determine whether somebody is underweight, healthy, 
overweight or, or has obesity. But while BMI is perhaps the easiest way to estimate body composition, it isn't necessarily the most accurate. For example, BMI can't distinguish between weight that comes from muscle or weight that comes from fat. So someone who is very muscular may have a, very, may have a high BMI, even though they're actually, they actually have a low body fat percentage. Uh, back when I was competing, I used to go get weighed, uh, not weighed, uh, my body fat measured by in the submersion method in a tank. It's pretty interesting. It's really involved, but it's, it's pretty darn accurate. So it's just kind of fascinating, little thing there. Uh, let's see. Myth number six. It's important to perform static stretching before working out. The last of the workout myths have to do with static stretching. It's a fact, it, it's a fact that stretching is an important part of fit, fitness. Stretching it out can better your range of motion, posture, and overall performance. But Dr. Bowl explains that there are different kinds of stretching. Static stretching, the type of stretching you do when you move into a position to hold it for at least 30 seconds, isn't actually the type of stretching that people should do before a workout, before working out. Instead, before working out, people should do dynamic stretching. Dynamic stretching are active movements to put muscles through their range of motion and get them ready for a workout. It's after a workout, during a cool-down period, that static stretching can be beneficial for the body and reset the muscles. I think mean, it's just, when you're lifting weights, do whatever exercise you're going to do, but with an incredibly lightweight for some high reps, get the, don't go through the motions, in other words, with just a little bit of weight. you got to warm up and get a little blood in the muscle. Uh, and even I think uh, a good way to warm up before work, lifting weights is a walk or, or easy treadmill. Don't burn up all your energy running, doing a marathon. I just do enough minutes to get, get a little sweaty, get a little warmed up, loosen the muscles up. I think that helps a lot. And then stretching later on after you're done lifting. So going back from bottom to top, myth six, myth, myth six it's important to perform static stretching before a workout. He considers that a myth. BMI is a top indicator of body composition, and I'm familiar with that because, again, from lifting weights, I became fairly muscular, and I was always, if they just went by the BMI scale, I was considered obese, and I'd be 10% body fat, but I was, let's say I was obese, so that never really made much sense to me. <laughs> but uh, you got to understand what's going on there. Myth number four, working out is the best way to drop weight. Actually, changing your diet, your, your calorie intake, probably help you more with that. You'll get a six-pack by doing sit-ups or crunches. Well, certainly would define the muscles, but you may not be able to see them until you get leaner. <laughs> Just doing the exercise won't do it. Um, myth two, the fat-burning zone is the best range in which to lose weight. Number one, uh, you can spot train and lose weight in specific areas of the body. That just does not work. You're, you're kidding yourself. It's, your, it's over your entire body. You get lean everywhere or get fat everywhere. That's what happens. And it just happens to build up in one spot. You can see a little easier. Okay, and that was, again, published by Alexa Malardo, M-E-L-L-A-R-D-O, and again, and eat this, not that. Oh, it's a short one today, uh, but the good news is I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> These calls are recorded and in place on SoundCloud.com, S-O-U-N-D-C-L-O-U-D. And again, you can find it by looking for either TR90, my name, Frank Lomas, or Solutions for Anti-Aging. And with that, we'll go ahead and open up the call. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> 
Thank oh, you, Frank. I, that was great. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, thank you, Frank. I want to share. You know, I work out and I have a trainer, and I'm listening yes. to what to what you're saying. And um, Susie is a world number one in her weight class. Susie Hardwick Carey, power lifter, and she's been training me. Oh my goodness, it's been six years now. And we just did a little bit of a different workout prep before I start lifting. Yes. Um, can I share my what I do? Oh, absolutely. Please do. Okay. So first we start with, you know, I do the bolt, par, the bolt, uh, pole. Then I do lunges. And then I do um, crunches and my bicycle. And then I do push-ups. But we changed, she changed me up. And we do, instead of trying to do 15 push-ups at one time, she cut it back to eight push-ups. So I do, um, I, do the, I do the squats, and then I do my little small barbells. But we cut it to eight, and then I do the routine over again with the squats. And it's amazing. Just do, and then I do the eight push-ups. So I... I do more push-ups, and I've been able to increase. I did a personal best 54, 54 pounds for a, a bench press, and I did 104 deadlifts just by oh, wow. changing up. Just by changing up um, the routine and that short push for the push-ups has made my arms stronger. I, I don't know. But anyway, I, when listening to what you were saying about this workout, I just wanted to share. Yeah, well, it sounds like you're not extending so much muscle strength in the warm-out process. You're just simply loosening the muscles now, which gives you gives them a little more uh, ability to lift more later on down the road. So it uh, sounds like it's working out for you. So pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And I also do bands in between my lifts. Um, when I do the bench, I do the bands, pulls in between yeah. to keep my back, you know, strong. So anyway, yeah, I've never, I, I yeah, okay. I've never used bands personally, but I think you know, for a lot of people that don't necessarily need to go to the gym, they're they're an excellent. Again, nobody's gonna if, you, if don't fall into the trap that some you see a picture of somebody like those advertisements where they're at whatever equipment is trying to look like the people that are in the advertisements. Those people didn't do whatever they're doing in the advertisements to look like they did. They did a lot of other stuff, and I think that fools people. But I think bands are an excellent way for people to stay toned and build some muscle, especially if you've been static most of your life. You know, if you're not, not trying to be competitive or anything, hey, you could just get a set of nice little bands or some real light dumbbells and never ever set foot in a gym, never have a gym membership in your life and have a nice physique and come out, you know, pretty good from it. They, they work. It's, it's the resistance part of it that, is doing the benefit for you, and so that's a good way to get some. And they got bands that I probably can't bend. You know, they they go up from what you know two pounds to probably two hundred pounds of tension. I mean, they, you get almost anything you want in them. So I, I think everybody can work out with those. Those are I think those are excellent. Yeah, I started with the bands when I was in Maryland, and my son-in-law got me started on bands with my legs. You know, to yeah. strengthen my legs. Yeah. I, I think most people again. 
I, I'm speaking, look, I, as a legitimate senior citizen now, uh, that, look, I, I'm an exception rule. I've lived in my whole life, so I'm, I'm quite a bit stronger than anybody in my, in my age group, typically, and even probably a little younger. But that's not most people. I think most people, as they become, start aging, they have to do some strength training. It's the falling and stuff they get because they've never done anything. Everything, every, the, their bone density goes down, their muscle strength, their coordination goes down, their balance goes down. Just doing a little bit of strength training can eliminate or certainly retard a lot of that progression going the wrong, from going the wrong way for a long, long time. And also, I just think overall, the more you do this, you're just going to look better. You just, it's just a positive outlook all the way around. So I'm a big proponent. Find some way to do it. Just find Five, 10, 15 minutes a day if you can if you find find a space to put it in. <laughs> and it gets your uh, serotonin and your endorphins up, and you feel better. Yeah, you, you know, you can actually experience that. It, you, you get a weightlifter's high instead of a runner's high. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Same thing going on. All right, with that said, hey, I'll, I'll check out of here. And be sure to come back in tomorrow because today's not my normal day. I'm already saying Thursday and Friday, but since I'm on here on Thursday, come back tomorrow for Victoria for her, her no, meditation. No, Susan's going to do mine tomorrow. I'm taking oh, the okay. day off. Oh, I fibbed. So, okay, well, come back for Susan yeah. with the meditation <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> and then be back, here, be back here next week. I'm taking next week off. I'm going to go on a little vacation with my wife and a bunch of friends and run them up. So I'll miss you for a week, and then I'll be back after that. So have, have, make it great, everybody. Go out and make it a great day, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye now. Okay. Thank you, Frank. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.